Ladies, if you are tired of the traditional group coaching model that was right for a season, but it isn't right for now, if you are ready to have elevated conversations, ready for masterminding in the truest sense of the word, where you combine your collective wisdom and your collective intelligence and what God is speaking to your heart, if you are ready for an experience that takes your soul into account, into your life and relationships and the totality of you into account, then I want you to connect with me because God has given me the vision for a mastermind experience that is like no other, that is really going to take you to the next level in your business, in your relationships, in your life, where you can connect with some extraordinary women just like you who are ready to go all in on the vision that God has given them. An awakening is happening, and I know you're feeling it in your soul. A renaissance is happening, and it's time for you to emerge. I want you to message me. I want you to go to my website and reach out because I really, really want to connect with you more, have a conversation and really talk to you about this mastermind experience that is by invitation only. And it'll be a select group of extraordinary women who want to go all in on what God is calling them to do. Don't wait, don't delay, because these invitations won't be available for long. And I want you to be at that table with us. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrick, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my co-host and friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, who do we have on today? We have Amy Van Slambrook, who's a psychotherapist and is going to help you and I work through our issues together. (laughs) (laughs) She's a certified uh, leadership and relational coach. She helps high-profile mission-minded women and couple CEO entrepreneurs and leaders to reclaim and elevate into the next level version of themselves and their relationships, business, and life by doing deep healing and transformation of the soul, mind, and body levels. A trauma and relationship and leadership expert, 30 years of professional experience, Amy blends therapy and coaching with her former corporate executive career to create a rare experience of transformation and healing. She's a sought after speaker and podcast guest, of course, we have her here, and a published author. Amy built her life at work through her spirit-led and spirit-filled faith, which I think is so profound that somebody who's going after trauma has this incredible spirit connection to God. Amy, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here because you could work some things out and Bob and I, which is really good. You could be a relational coach <laughs> or Bob. I love that she's a psychotherapist, Bob, and a certified yeah. leadership relational coach because I think we need some some help. 
<laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Well, it's a whole new episode today, folks. <laughs> Can you imagine we brought you on? I actually am ambushing you, Bob. This yeah. is an intervention. <laughs> it's an intervention, and I didn't even know it. But I'm okay. Let's go. <laughs> it often happens in couples where one tells the other, but doesn't quite do it ahead of time, only in my office, and then it's not so subtle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The good news is we're not here for that. We're here to hear your story. I'm so excited to hear your story. Tell us about how you got involved with, first of all, psychotherapy, because that's such an intense education background to go after. Oh, well, thank you. You know, it has been anything but a straight line journey, um, as it is always with the Lord. It's been very circuitous, as I say. Um, you know, I, did, I felt the calling to be a coach during my corporate career, and this was in early 2000s, but I knew in order to be an extraordinary coach, I wanted to become an extraordinary therapist. Wow. Um, my specialty, of course, chose me in my own journey. And, and I'm a trauma specialist. I'm a leader specialist. And, um, you know, that shows me through my own struggle with trauma. Um, and we can go into that a little bit more later. But really, I didn't realize the length and depth to which trauma had impacted my journey until I actually um, nearly lost my life in wow. the year 2000. And wow. so that's a that's a much longer story. But God picked me up in that moment and um, revealed to me exactly how trauma had impacted my life. And um, that, of course, led to the specialty I'm in today and doing that, especially with high profile leaders, um, women and couples. Um, it's a great privilege and blessing. Wow. So here's what's interesting is I think the whole culture is so traumatized right now, right? And we just came out of the pandemic. People are looking at a recession coming up. People are going through stuff in their families. And I was reading the suicide rates and the and the alcoholism rates and these kinds of things. So, I mean, you must be just busy. <laughs> just busy. But tell us, like, because I know the season of trauma that was greatest for my wife and I uh, in our marriage was right when we first got married, her dad was dying. And it was like just mm -hmm. super unresolved issues in her life that she had to go through. And um, we, a lot of God stuff happened, but it's also a lot of trauma stuff happened. And so she was in a trauma therapist office quite a bit. And then we went together. And I remember how it just, it changed us. And I learned some things that were tools that you're never given growing up, like your parents never teach you or that school doesn't teach you. Talk about how your own trauma led you into getting the tools because God has tools out there. And that's what people need to know. And you can, you can accelerate your ability to be healed if you just go after them. Talk about your story. Like, how did, how did it happen for you? Right. Well, you know, I had been through these very challenging experiences in life, but often what happens um, with trauma, first of all, the language center of the brain is cut off at the moment of trauma. The blood flow is literally cut off. So rarely do people have verbal articulation for what has happened to them. What's also interesting is um, the emotion often gets cut off. So for a long time, I had these sort of sketchy memories, but no emotion. It was sort of like, well, yeah, that had happened. You know, I went through some really um, abusive relationships during high school, including um, sexual assault and earlier traumas that I didn't uncover. And I, I believe God asks our soul, um, really allows our soul to reveal those in time when the time is right. And those revealed themselves in my mid twenties. I was battling with anorexia. I just didn't know it. I was never missing a day of work. I was working hard, accelerating, going up the corporate ladder. Um, and then of course, um, our bodies are beautifully finite 
And one morning I was on the scale right before my, my workout. Um, and I realized I weighed what I did when I was nine. And I was running as hard and fast as I could away from God at that point in my life. I grew up as a PK and accepted to the Lord early in life. But my own divorce really plunged me into evaluating who I was and who was the Lord to me. And could I really believe everything that I had been taught? And so I was in this period of wrestling with God and finally thinking, wow, I don't need food. It was, it's a strange sort of high that you get in, in assuming that kind of self-reliance. And at that moment, God really broke through and, and I believe picked me up off that scale and gave me not only the will to live, but the will to make a difference. But I didn't understand what had been causing all the issues. So he led me to a beautiful therapist who also led me back to the Lord um, about uh, 13 years after we started working together. No, it was seven. It was seven. Correct that. Um, the beautiful number seven. And she really helped me to see that what the common thread was, was trauma. Because as leaders and as people who are high achievers, and especially as Christians, we think trauma is something bad that happens to other people until recently, where we've embraced the term more widely. But at that point, I was like, well, what I've been through isn't as bad as fill in the blank. Right. And so at that moment, you know, I really started to see all of the tentacles of trauma in my life and um, really began the incredible work of healing that. And, and the beautiful part of my work and her work is that the ultimate ending is a huge reconciliation with our relationship with the Lord. It's understanding his presence in our lives at the moments when we think no one is present for us and understanding that he transcends all of that and can bring beautiful healing and power as a result of the worst circumstances. Wow. It's so amazing, Amy. It seems like God was so gracious to you to uncover things in the right time and the right timing. And how would you say uh, shame plays a role in, in the trauma and, and in your story specifically to really uncover it? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this, Bob, because I really I didn't think I had a huge battle with shame, right, <laughs> which is always God's opportunity to show us. Um, and I was reading Christine Kane's book, Unashamed, yeah, and in book. front of my face, isn't it fantastic? In front of my face, I thought, oh, my gosh, Lord, this is like this stealth invader in yeah. our bond together. And that's how it is for most people, you know, especially people who are in leadership positions, we wouldn't immediately think, well, I deal with shame because you're out in front a lot, right? You have to be bold. Well, shame hides in the corners of our life and in the dark nights and in those messages in the darkest place of our mindsets and our thoughts and in how we love and how we allow ourselves to be loved most importantly because trauma shows up the reason I'm a trauma relationship and leadership therapist and coach is because that's how the three intersect trauma shows up most profoundly for leaders in their relationships and in their leadership style and yeah, we so see we see that in culture because so yeah so many major corporate failures lately there's been so many pastoral failures lately there I mean, these are on the front page of the media when i do social commentary i feel like 
So I have to be so careful covering things in the media because we don't want to add to the shame. You know, we want to actually talk about these things though. And these are a lot of what's been happening with, I think, leadership level people when it comes to trauma and when it comes to shame issues and when it comes to these things that are being uncovered, maybe for the first time on a mass way in history, is a lot of people get enough language to feel safe, but not enough to overcome. Like enough mm-hmm. to be able to articulate their pain, but not but you help people on the journey and you're helping especially women in the corporate world or have leadership positions, how did you get involved with that? Like, how did you actually, and, and how are, and maybe even respond to, how do you get somebody to the point where they, they can't just say, I've been there, I've done that, I can wear the t-shirt, but they actually have actually overcome something. Right. Well, God showed me that I really have been the safe space for leaders for most of my life. You know, I was in my corporate life. I was the the support for the CEO or for the COO, and I was their right hand. And I, you know, as part of that role became an ear for them. And um, that was just a beautiful thing that God showed me just last summer. He said, you are the safe, sacred space. And that's why my private work is called the sanctuary, because it's really that safe space. And, um, you know, that has allowed me to then help people feel safe admitting, quote unquote, because that's what it feels like it is that there has been an impact of trauma in their life. And we use that by speaking to how does it show up in your life? It shows up in burnout, it shows up in anxiety attacks, it shows up in, you know, angry leadership styles, it shows up, you know, in health issues, a lot for women, Um, just things like adrenal fatigue, migraines, those kinds of chronic things are all hallmark symptoms of trauma happening um behind the scenes i can just say that again (laughs) i think people are listening going i can't sleep at night or i have anxiety or i have headaches it's like i love that because a lot of people just power through all that but it never changes yeah and again if you stop and you know i I know you did bob recently you and lauren just what was it two years ago went Mm -hmm. through some some processes to seek change and shared that very vulnerably to our audience and yeah. and it changes things like you have to stop and actually like process. I think that's so how, how did you stop and process like besides your therapist because I know you had some even health issues was that part of that whole process? Absolutely. I God didn't really give me any choice but to stop. I I say he used to usually has to use a a very beautiful 2 by 4 right in the middle <laughs> of my forehead to get me to stop <laughs> because I am like driven and he knows Amy's yeah. just going to keep pressing hard and so It literally has been through my health, you know, or through hitting a point of burnout. The blessing of the pandemic is my practice exploded, but I didn't stop, you know, and I was helping people carry so much and marriages try to just stay together and didn't take a day off for about two years. And, um, you know, again, was reminded my body is finite. I was exhausted. I was having all kinds of health issues and, um, you know, it's it's been an ongoing journey. A lot of them are still things that we're investigating. And I consider that a great opportunity for healing, you know, and um, mystery sorts of diagnoses that they can only explain as stress usually are unresolved trauma. And the other caveat I want to just bring to the audience is even after you've done deep healing work, um, those illnesses can be residual. 
And I've seen them, you know, I've asked God what I've done all of this work. And I believe that I'm in a healed place emotionally and still evolving. And he's shown me, you know, it's just an opportunity for grace and love. I do inner child work from a Christian perspective. And so it's loving that little girl who had to weather all that she weathered. And my body's still giving me opportunities for grace. And um, so that's an ongoing journey. I most recently need a jaw replacement because it's um, apparently my jaws have completely deteriorated. And I laugh because I think, wow, Lord, that's one way to change my language so that my words are completely renewed. Um, But it also is, they said, probably linked to trauma because I, I held the tension here from the moment um, I was traumatized at five outside my home. Yeah. How, so we've got leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs uh, listening to this and, and they're, they're thinking, well, all right, I, I understand that I exhibit some of the symptoms that you, you just described. How do they move forward? If, and I and I understand in trauma therapy that that people need to be ready. People need to be ready in order to move forward. But how would you encourage uh, our our listeners and viewers to to move forward if if they really recognize this is true in their lives? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that because oftentimes we think, well, I'm going to lose my edge. I'm not going to be able to lead in the midst of it. My company is going to suffer. And so I do exclusively deep coaching with people and bring in my therapeutic skills to that end. But um, part of that is simply saying, if you keep going, you will continue to deteriorate. And all of those things around you that think that you think cannot be shaken will eventually crumble. And so it's, it's taking that leap of faith, honestly, and trusting. I tell people I have broad shoulders, even though I'm five foot one, because I shoulder them. And I said, I will not let you go into a leadership position um, compromised. I have a process that I bring them through that allows them to continue to function. And what's beautiful is they see massive results in the way God moves in their business because he's a part of it. This is a this is a moment of faith that they may never have um, have encountered before, because it's really about faith that putting themselves first in terms of their care and their well-being is the way that they're going to lead into the future. And um, it's a different kind of servant leader, different kind of alter. When you say that, I feel like so many people have been trained by those who had a mission mindset in the church who would stand up on a platform and say, kill yourself that one more gets saved it's the schindler's list mentality of like he's getting dragged away from the people he's saving he's like take my watch take one more thing and he can't separate himself from the mission like he's no longer even a human being anymore he's just a machine to get people rescued and it's that messianic or the messiah complex where it's like i think i am jesus and i feel like that's translated to a lot of workforce people who they now want to you know go for the next thousand dollars the next million dollars the next huge contract the next whatever it is and barrels through everything. And unfortunately, they ended up t- treating their team as cogs of a machine as well. If they become that missional mindset, that's important. I've seen this happen over and over in the church. So when you're when you interject therapy in there, a lot of times there is, even if you can help them go forward, there is a collapsing. I know it happened for me personally, where all of a sudden I was like, wow, part of my identity just had to shift and change. And that changed what I would even want to do. Like when I when I change inside, all of a sudden my 
my operation system changed from what Bob calls a love son of God. And it used to be a performer, you know, like, so I, how, how do you reconcile some of that stuff that happens? Because I'm sure people, even if they're not saved, and they come to you, their value system must change so much. And is that scary for people? Or is that just part of the journey? It is scary. And it's part of the journey. Yeah. I think, you know, in my God has really given me the journey ahead a lot of times. And so I get to go through what I'm about to lead people through on some level. You know, it can't always be um, an equal level, but it is similar. And for me, when he said, I want you to lay it all down. This was last summer. He said, I, I, I want you to lay it all down. And I said, you know, but, but, but about a thousand times. And it was um, just such a surrendering. And he said, it wasn't meant to work. It wasn't meant to work. You were scaling, you were pushing, you were driving. And yet you were driving towards something that you couldn't even see. And it wasn't ever going to lead you to the success that you want. So part of the healing process is also realizing the level of self-sufficiency that we've interjected oftentimes in the way we're showing up in our ministries and our businesses. I believe they're synonymous for entrepreneurs who are also spirit-filled Christians and saying, wow, it, it was never meant to work that way. So me pushing harder was not going to get me the success and results that I thought it would. And it's about saying, God, I, I really need to do life and business and relationships in your way. And, and we can't get there without a radical shift, without what I call breaking open. And there's a moment after we've built trust um, that a leader can finally break open with me. And I, I encourage them to, you know, tears, I say, are a great power move because they are about splitting that part of our soul open. If we really are focused on the prize and, and that journey that Jesus so beautifully pressed on for and his focus and his mindset was in the vision, but his vision was so pure that his means would always get him there. But oftentimes what we seek are steps that are really about earthly toil. And that's the antithesis of what God asks us to do. Amy, I, I hear you talking about balance, basically. And and in the society, we hear what is work-life balance. And, and it's like there's this magical formula. And I know for the all the therapy that I've been through and the work that I've done, uh, there's there's no formula about work life balance except surrendering <laughs> to so God, true. and 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 this is what you're talking about surrendering to God, like to I think, and uh, to in order to move forward in the calling and the destiny in your life, and to a leader like even you talking about it and me understanding it, it still makes me nervous surrender <laughs> yeah. because I want to control and dominate. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and so leaders are listening, Amy. So how do you make us feel better about this? <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well, we'll do a little therapy right here in the, right here in the interview, but um, but I think the first problem is we expect the nerves to go away and the nerves may be indicative of the Holy Spirit stirring inside of you. And oftentimes that's how it shows up. But it's also saying that, you know, part of our nervousness is that if we do this, 
we're going to lose all of yeah. these other things. Yeah, and I'm going to lose the way I've, you know, built my credibility and the way that that I have attained success. And these are the knowns, right? And it's the journey into the unfamiliar and understanding that the nerves are simply a mouthpiece for things going on deeper inside of you. And so what I would say is when you feel the nerves, it's asking yourself, and this is probably the most irritating and profound and necessary question I ask, what do I need right now? Mm -hmm. What am I feeling right now? What is the message of that to me right now? So good. And, and those questions will always get us to stop. And oftentimes we're like, well, I don't hear anything. I don't know what I need. Charge on. right? <laughs> I don't know what's what's behind that. It's staying with that silence because the answer is always there. That's so good because I think so many people who are watching have, you know, we talk a lot about hearing God's voice. I, they probably haven't even learned how to hear their, their own internal voice. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I've had to teach when I've taught people how to hear God's voice. It's like, but what is, what are you saying to yourself sometimes? Like, what are, are you listening to your body? Are you listening to your emotions? Are you listening to these signals? Because if you don't know how to listen to you, you don't know when God's sometimes interjecting in those places. Because so much of it is internal or it's in those small places. This is so profound. I just love what you're saying. I love what you've just led us through. How do people get a hold of you? Well, there are various ways. Instagram is my happy place. And so I am the person in my DMs. I don't have a bot there. That's me um, or through my website. So I really want you to feel free to reach out there. I have a great podcast where we have these kinds of deep level conversations that you'd only hear kind of in the therapy room, but it's me and couples who've never been interviewed together talking about how they've attained success in marriage and business in their faith and in their prosperity, all while healing as well. And so they're really beautiful intersections that we need to talk more about in, in the world of our faith. So um, please, please don't hesitate. Hesitation will only leave you in the old and it's about just stepping out in faith that'll bring you into the new. Um, www.amy, A-M-Y, Van Slambrook, just the way it sounds, V-A-N-S-L-A-M-B-R-O-O-K.com. Amy, thank you so much for being on. We're so honored. Sean, that was an incredible interview. Um, I felt like, I felt like we got a little bit of sozo healing in, in the midst of that. <laughs> I know it's so funny because when you talk to somebody who, has done extensive self-work, like they've actually worked on themselves and worked through so many things. You learn and you grow through them. I think that's why everyone likes people like Brene Brown, who's a cultural icon right now for being present and connecting and vulnerability. And there's people who are defining things that I think our parents or our education system, our government, they didn't, they didn't give us these tool sets that are now being given so broadly that you almost have no excuse to go after a connected life. Yeah, Amy, Amy touched on some deep issues. And I, I was struck by how many times she used the word trauma, and, and how, how she connected trauma to a lot, a lot of different things. And I, I think, you know, leaders, uh, well, me included, listening to that, recognize that there's so many things behind the scenes that drive us. And I could tell that she, she had really done a lot of work around it. And was so sensitive to uh, to trauma and and the relationship that it is to leaders. 
And I just think it would kind of insight when you're thinking about some conversations we're having with different leaders or different CEOs or whatever. And you see those moments. I mean, you've seen me before where I literally go into, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist. I love neurobiology, neurology, psychology, yeah. but I'll sit down with somebody. I'm going to set the most powerful man I've ever sat down with in the fortune 500 top 50 people, you know? And, and I sat down with them and I was like, how's your marriage? How's mm -hmm. your life? How's your choices? How do you like yourself? And that's where I went instead of like this prophetic or this consultation, I went into, and I, it, it led into a seven year journey of helping his yeah. marriage, which was unwinding, get back connected to God. And it's interesting because I feel like there's, there's all these people that God's deploying to make a difference in people's heart and spiritual life right now. And she's one of them, but I think there's a lot more people who listen to this uh, podcast. I think God's deploying as well. Yeah, I was struck by this because yesterday uh, I talked to a good friend of mine who's been married for 27 years and his wife uh, just left him and oh. wrote, him a, wrote him a five page letter. And basically she'd come through 10 years of trauma and not related to him. And and but once she got through the trauma and sort of recovered, she everything changed and her faith changed and. Her, her willingness to be together. And he, he, he was just dumbstruck. It came out of nowhere. And, and, and I thought, Oh my gosh, the power of the trauma in this, that, that has, has caused this to happen was so, was so, it was, she, it was just so broken. And as I was listening to Amy, I was thinking, gosh, I wish I could, I wish I could connect these people together because I think Amy could really help them. Well, and Amy is a picture of people God's raising up too. And so I think I, I want to encourage all of our viewers to go after an Amy in your life. And when, when you start to feel that trauma, it's only going to build up. From that mm -hmm. point on, it just gets worse. It's like compacted interest. And so start when you first, especially if you're young and you're first going after business, maybe you push so hard. I don't know, we had a guest on recently who did the, what is it, the adventure challenges? And yes. he shared about the trauma he was going through after being so successful yes. that he was traumatized by the success and had to take a year off. I mean, I was like, I think that that was smart. That was why Sean Mendez, who's not even a believer who says I'm canceling my tour because I need a mental health break. Mm -hmm. Like there does have to be a thing where we have to do some self-care and part of self-care is working through some things. And before it turns into 10 years of trauma that actually ends your marriage, you know, it's like those kinds of things yeah. are, we have to, as Christians, we're called to not have a seared conscious, but have Holy Spirit in our conscience where it's like, oh, you're not okay right now. So stop here and deal with not being okay right now. Don't just power through it or press through it because you can be very successful. We've seen it in a business or a career or some sort of endeavor and have a terrible personal life or have a terrible marriage or be a terrible dad or mom. And that happens all the time. If somebody's a win, winner champion here and then they, they leave all this normal behind and just go where they're celebrated, but they never live as holistic human beings. Thanks for listening to the Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.